0: Hey everybody, I get this question a lot So I'm going to go ahead and answer it right now Uh, What is Sci-Fi Super Show? Well, it's science fiction, superheroes, some fantasy stuff Basically contents from movies, TV, books, comic books If you have a topic or an idea you you think we should cover in the podcast Or you see something cool online you want to share with some like-minded friends Then uh, come on down to Sci-Fi Super Show on Facebook Check us out Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to this exciting edition of Our Certain Point of View. I'm Jim. Hello there. I'm Tim. He is Tim.
0: What are we doing tonight, Tim? Tim. We are talking about Bad Batch, episode uh, 11.
1: How many episodes are in the season? My daughter asked me and I was like, 12, 16, no, 12, 16, I don't know. 16. Remember. Okay, so good, so we're not at the end. Nope. Because they got, have a lot uh, to wrap up.
0: Yeah, because we got a couple in August as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, sweet. This is episode 87 for us and today is July 10th, 2021. And True this story. is brought to you by us. Okay. Um, as usual, if we're following our normal format, we would go to news now. We got any news? We do have some
0: news. Um, well, Black Widow came out. Seen it. And, uh, I don't know that we're gonna, I think we're too early to to really discuss it. Um, Yeah, no spoilers. Even on the podcast, I mean, at the end, I guess technically we could just say, hey, we're about to spoil it, don't listen if you don't want to, but we won't. We'll wait until, uh, I guess next week we'll talk about it. Um... But, yeah, we went and saw it, and uh, it was a good time. I, I enjoyed I,
1: it. Yeah, I really, really liked that movie. It might have been my just reaction to being in a movie theater again. Um, cause this is. Second, I don't think so. I think it was the movie. I think so, too. I think, yeah, it was the movie. But this was my second post-COVID uh, movie. Um, I, yeah, so, actually, we saw it together, um, and we each brought one of our respective kids, and... Um, yeah, my daughter loved it. She she absolutely loved it, and i got to say, I really enjoyed it, too.
0: On the way home, my son said, I'd like to put some of the money into getting it on Disney Plus so we have it at home. Nice. Before, you know, like to do the premium early yeah. buy.
1: My daughter keeps uh, hinting at that, too. Well,
0: straight up yeah. asking. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so, that was... Yeah, they... I know they definitely enjoyed it, um, which is what matters. And it was funny because he and I hadn't talked that much about this one. And when, actually, when you called and we're like, hey, you know, do you want to go to this movie? He was like, yes. And my wife was like, did you even know that was coming out? And he's like, I've only been waiting for it for a year. Nice. You know, and he started talking about why. And I was like, all right, you paid more attention to it than I did for this one. Like, I kind of well, just knew, I was like, yeah, I'm going to see Black Widow, but, you know,
1: yeah. we'll see what before
0: happens. We, before we started recording, Tim and I were talking
1: about our personal lives, and my family and I are getting ready to take a big vacation that we, my wife and I have been planning forever. And uh, we've invested a lot of money, time, resources, energy into this. So it's all I'm thinking about, right? And so my daughter's, like, all week, she, she's like, hey, you excited? And I'm like, I am, I am, I am. And she's like, yeah, I can't wait for the movie to come out. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, she, yeah about yeah, that movie yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the, the movie <laughs> So, she's definitely more excited about that than her big vacation um, Now she's excited about the vacation, though She just had to get it out of her system Yeah Yeah What was the name of this episode? Devil's... Devil's Deal Deal
0: Devil's... Yeah oh, we are true tough, scumbag um, yeah. All right. Uh, on to other news. There is a lot of information about Star Wars Visions. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, oh, I lost what it was called. It was on, I think it was on StarWars.com. What the vision? anime? Oh, Anime Expo is what it was. The Anime Expo happened a week ago today, um, and there was a bunch of information about Visions. Which is the, uh, the anime series that's coming out. Yeah. Is you it recall? in our countdown? It is in our countdown. Okay. Um, now, really because... have heard of this. Part of it was... Well, it was... It we've talked about as one of the upcoming series. Um, this is the one where a bunch of different artists are doing their own individual stories each episode. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So, our creators or whatever... Um, you want to call them. So one of the big things, uh, they it read kind of funny, but basically the way that I read it was the stories are not necessarily canon. Yes. Um, these were written as you have free reign over, you know, if you want to write a story, there's characters you want to use or places you want to use or a story you want to tell, you know, a slightly different way. Yep. Have at it. Make it. You know, make it neat, I think is the concept. Like, do something cool with what you want to talk about. Um, So, they're not necessarily following the main timeline. They're not going to be canon, which is kind of cool that there's something Star Wars coming out new that's not canon. Yeah. Outside of, you know, like Lego Star Wars movies and stuff. Um, Well, it's. And we do have a date now, official release date. Oh, yeah. Wednesday, September 22nd. This year,
1: Wednesday, September twenty second, and you've got it on the calendar there. I see that. Nice. Yep, yep. yep. Um. Yeah, it's funny to say that. Uh, Ronan. Apparently, people are saying that's probably not canon either. Um, and it's something like, I don't know. I was reading Facebook threads about, uh, you know, the Star Wars fan base is so funny. I love it. <laughs> they love to. They love to hate each other the force is strong you know the dark side's strong with some of these guys um and i like it uh, because it keeps it lively now sometimes it's overboard but in general it's kind of interesting how feisty star wars fan base gets but um yeah one guy just went on this rant about why does everyone just say is it canon is it canon he's like they bring us these great shows they bring us these awesome stories and great characters and, and people are like is it canon <laughs> i'm like you guys got a point just sit back and enjoy the ride man Um. Yeah, it's it's funny. So Ronan, but Ronan was specifically what they were talking about. They were saying, and the reason.
0: Yeah. Well, and part of the reason for that, uh, if you look at the cover of Ronan or the what I think is going to be the cover of Ronan. Yeah. It's called Ronan, a Visions novel. Oh, so it's all related. So it's part of that same, yeah. And now. Ronan does sound,
1: what little I saw, it is, it is sparked my interest. Um, oh, yeah. It, it said something about, and I have no idea if this is spoilers or what, because I was just reading a Facebook thread and not even paying attention, but I heard there was a comment about Jedi working for the Empire. Like, actual Jedi, not Sith apprentice, not Sith assassins, but Jedi working for the Empire. And I'm like, okay, I, I want to hear more about this. That one sentence got my attention. Like,
0: tell me more. We will see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that'll be really cool. We'll definitely want to talk about that when it comes out um, because I think that's gonna be one of that's gonna be an exciting story to to get involved with and talk about. And I guess that's why they call it the
1: blues. Sorry.
0: Oh, that's fine.
1: My microphone. So, so yeah, this is, so is uh. What's that? You're so sleepy.
0: Yeah. Well, when I texted you earlier that I was ready and then you texted back a few minutes later and said hours later I'll be on in five yeah. um your text message woke me up so <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> that's that's where I'm at tonight I've had a, like a I've had a big busy day the alarm um goes off yeah I'm, I'm pretty excited about this this Ronin really all the Vision stuff just cool you know I mean, it's, it's kind of like the Kennedy like it's still Star Wars but it's all gonna be different and neat and cool and yeah. Whatever, so, um, the the Anyway, road. the Star Wars Visions, uh, if you want the link to that, it is on our Twitter page. Um, I sent it out uh, about an hour ago, so at Our Certain View. Uh, you can go get the link. The article that I have was 20 things we learned at uh, the Anime Expo about Star Wars Visions. And so there's these 20 different things. One of them was the date. Um, Sweet. And then a bunch of other stuff, which is good stuff. And uh, StarWars.com has the information about Ronan if you want it. And StarWars.com also, um, their news and blog piece today had an opening for Operation Cinder. Have you heard of Operation Cinder? Oh my goodness, I have. It's
1: one of the most bizarre, (laughs)
0: horrible things in Star Wars, and I love it. Yeah. Um, So if you are not... Into gaming, you might not be as familiar with Operation Cinder, but if you
1: watch Mandalorian, they talk about it. But they only reference it.
0: They reference it, but they don't actually go through it. So um, I think that is being recognized, and I don't know if this is a lead into something that might be coming somewhere. But Operation Cinder, it's there's an article called "What Is Operation Cinder." Learn all about Emperor Palpatine's contingency plan, and there's just an article you can read on that. It's the very first one right now on StarWars.com. So I bring that up because for anybody who does not play video games, um, it is an interesting thing that happened, and you might want to go and, and read up on that.
1: Yep. Um, I And this, this is one of those things where I'm very happy I do play video games because it made uh, the Mayfeld uh, episode of Mandalorian so much richer. When he's, you know, they're trying to be undercover and cool, and that Imperial officer's like, um, uh, you know, yeah, Operation Cinder, and Mayfeld's like, yeah, my unit was there, and he's like, oh, it was a glorious operation or some some garbage, and Mayfeld's like, my unit was wiped out, and they're wiped out by the Empire. This Operation Cinder's messed up. I don't yeah. really understand it. I guess they were trying to, I don't know why, but the Empire is basically dismantling itself by destroying entire cities and. And uh, ultimately, planets. I guess when that was the when the empire emperor, you know, quote unquote, died, um, that was their that's their backup plan. <laughs> I guess it's a yeah. doomsday device. The Russians, you know, the Soviets, to be clear, not the Russians, the Soviets, supposedly had a similar thing that if their command structure was wiped out, it would automatically launch all of their nuclear arsenal. Yeah, which was now, scary uh, because even if it lost communication, it was supposed to launch. And Soviet communication systems were not top
0: tier. Anywho's, if you you're uh, if you're not interested in reading the article, um, an alternative would be to listen to our certain point of view yeah. and head on back to episode thirty seven. Or actually, I think episode thirty seven <sighs> was the multiplayer primarily. We um, so young, episode thirty six uh, was our Star Wars Battlefront two story review. <laughs> And uh, so episode 36 <laughs> and episode 37. This is also where we stopped labeling them Ep, 35, Ep, 36, and then with 37 we started saying episode. Um, but anyway. Well, I'm going back to Ep, haven't I?
1: I think i say Ep. Uh,
0: well. I'm not sure. No, I'll no, go no, back no. and look at it again. You gotta keep but anyway, them on their toes. That's right. Um, episodes 36 separated. and 37, we talk about Star Wars Battlefront two. Oh. If you'd like to uh, hear Played more about on. or see more about that, then then there it is. So, um, a couple yeah, of we, options we, for you if you we, want to know about Operation yeah. Cinder. We were, you know, discussing it, and I know we talked about it. Um, we may not have gone to the details of the article, but, you know, either way, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, we,
1: we definitely talked a lot about it. Yeah. Um, it was. It's a cool story. It's a very cool story. Um, it is. Yeah, Battlefront 2, for having such a short story mode, it's a powerful one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, should we do countdowns now? Where is there do more it, yeah. news? No more news. That's it. All right. Uh, well, let's see. Where are we on our countdowns? We are 17 days away from the High Republic: Out of the Shadows young adult novel, which will be released Tuesday, July 27th.
0: That's right. And then We're... the Life Day Treasury and Star Wars by Year Visual History That's books. Um, The Life Day Treasury is the short stories collection of holiday stories from around the galaxy. I'm really, really excited about that book. Um, And I'll tell you what, that's one that I'm probably going to get as an actual book instead of the audiobook.
1: Um, Oh, I need some physical books. I'm going on vacation. I need actual books. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, well, what's so next? Tuesday, our, September 7th for both of those is 59 days away.
1: 59.
0: And then we execute Countdown 66. Yeah.
1: Uh, Rebel Hero Journal, a replica journal, will come out Tuesday, September the 14th. Yep.
0: and that's, next uh, one. Hmm? That's got some of our women of Star Wars. That's Ahsoka, Leia, and Rey um, are the replica journal people in that book, so... Once again, that's obviously not one that... That probably isn't one that will be an audio book, I'm guessing. Probably not. Um, yeah. Then we have the new piece, v- September 22nd TV series. This is Visions. Cool. Will be, I, I don't know if it's dropping, if it's doing episode by episode. Um, my guess is that they're going to do Wednesday releases. And I have absolutely nothing to back that up, except that the first one is being released on a Wednesday. Um, Nice. So in the past, there have been reasons that they've dropped on certain dates. Like we had uh, a May the 4th release for Bad Batch. So that was a special release, but then they jumped to Friday. Um, For the first season of Mandalorian, we had a Tuesday release, but that's because that's the day that Disney Plus opened up, and then they moved them to Friday. This one, I don't think there's any reason for them to start it on a Wednesday unless they're going to keep the Wednesday, which makes sense because that's what they did with Loki. And we talked about this on here, I think, because they didn't want Loki to get in the way of Bad Bad. Like, they didn't want him coming out on the same day. Um, so that's my guess, is that we'll have something else, maybe Marvel being released on Fridays, so they're moving this Visions things to Wednesday or, or something like that.
1: Good guess. Did, speaking no, of which, are we doing any Loki talk at the end of this podcast? Did you watch it? yet? Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah well, we well yeah, we can
0: do Loki now. We'll do. We'll talk uh, Black
1: Widow maybe next week or some. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we only have one more episode of Loki. Is that right?
0: Yeah, we we'll probably talk about that one on Lord next week. Ah, so cool. All yeah. Right. Um, so so seventy-four next- days away for Vision seventy-four, and.
1: Uh, 94 for Ronan, a novel, which yeah. you say is tied into visions, maybe. October 12th. Uh, well, I don't Ronin.
0: know. It's not tied in, but it's another, it's part of the same thing. Uh, it would be cool if they released. Well, no, I don't want to see that story that fast. If there's a novel to read. Hmm.
1: Well, anyway. Maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, you got one? So that's 94 uh, no. days, October 12th. Um, 115 days until Queen's Hope, a young yeah, adult. novel. yeah, that's Amadala. Uh, so that'll be November 2nd, and then we have 129 days until we get Thrawn Ascending, or Thrawn Ascension, I can't remember. Uh, Lesser Thrawn Evil. Ascendancy. Ascendancy, so I was wrong on both counts. Thrawn Ascendancy, Lesser Evil, which is a novel, which will come out Tuesday, November yeah. 16th, 129 days. And then we got Wookiee Life Day. I'm definitely, uh, you know, I got my paper chains, and I've put 130 links on my paper chain. You remember that, doing that as a kid? Did you do that as um, a kid? Yeah, we do it each
0: year with. Do oh, you still do
1: it? That's awesome. Yeah. I remember in, in elementary school, us doing the the chain the the countdown to Christmas chains. So we'd we'd have one hundred and thirty links if we were waiting for Wookiee Life Day, which is Wednesday, November seventeenth.
0: Yep. Yeah, we have a collection of uh, Advents each year that we we do countdowns do, 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 do. all over the house. All right. So. Well,
1: all right. All right. All right.
0: The Book of Boba
1: Fett is our next one. A Disney Plus series, which will be coming to you... Are we sure about the Saturday? I forgot if this was real or not, because I know we had heard Christmas Day. That That was a rumor.
0: We have no information about that. There Um, is no release date posted. I looked for it again today.
1: Approximately 168 days, give or take. A week or two. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Next ones are way out. Celebration 2022. I know that that dates that's still wrong. wrong. I still right. didn't fix
0: that one. Um, so that's in May. Do you remember the date? I don't. Um, so I want to say may. it's on May 20th, but it's less than a year away, yeah, 10 months away. And then
1: Rogue Squadron, we're saying December 22nd, 2023, 895 days. These dates are subject to change, and we are not responsible for any actions you may take depending upon this information. That's our legal. Uh, that's not our fault statement yeah speaking of legal stuff we got to pay the bills so it's time to pimp the product which means we got to talk about our sponsor um and today's sponsor is the riff (laughs) (laughs) hey wait that was that's every day's sponsor isn't it um well and here's gordon
0: Hey, this is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show Podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your requests on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify.
1: And there you have it, that's Gordon, only on Spotify. Um, speaking of which, I took a hiatus um, from everything, but I will be back on The Riff next week on Jim's Corner. I'm Jim, and uh, I promise you this, it's going to be a depressing one. Is that a good sales pitch, Tim?
0: Um I, I you know I got to say super depressing for it's songs on, but for uh, for 80s and 90s certain songs you know it's, hmm. it's okay well, I mean, this, some I'm of those actually, songs are really meaningful really deep and that's yeah, what you're probably talking about here
1: sort of um and actually oddly enough I'm getting away from the 80s and 90s stuff this week um I will have some 80s and 90s songs but these are songs that um it's it's weird I'm kind of in... You know, doing a self-indulgent thing. Uh, these are songs that I think kind of capture COVID. Uh, I've been talking to you know different people about their COVID experiences, and it's it's been kind of depressing and shocking at the same time. Just how profound an impact uh, the that year of quarantine kind of had on some of my friends. And uh, I was talking to a buddy, and he was like, yeah, there's this great artist who wrote music during COVID. Now, a lot of people did this, but this guy is kind of an unknown. He's, um, he's a singer-songwriter from um, from Africa, and his goal was to be the African Bob Dylan. And uh, tune in on Tuesday, you'll hear this guy. He wrote an a incredible album about living through COVID. Um, and I'm going to showcase that, but I'm also going to showcase some other songs that just kind of capture that feeling of loneliness. Isolation. So it's gonna be a good time. Only on Spotify. There. Did I did I pimp our stuff enough and my stuff too?
0: Yeah, it's good. Um, oh. It's funny you mentioned Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's scheduled to be my uh, my episode three. Um, really? I've got episode one recorded and uh, I'm gonna, gonna get a gonna few of them this together.
1: Atomic bomb.
0: once I get a few it's of them on an together an and bomb. make sure they're make sure they're ready to go. I'm copywriting that
1: Otemic Bomb Otemic Bomb, yeah Otemic Bomb? Not as good Yeah, I look forward to those, man Get them them done i want to talk, right? Alright, so yeah So go listen to the riff Uh, Gordon's got some great music on there Uh, One cool thing I I do want to add about the riff Before we get into tonight's topic for reals So he's been doing this interview series And it's kind of cool Um, You were doing some serious clicking, dude click, 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 click. It's, what are you, are playing, what are those games? Anyway, um, yeah, he's interviewed a lot of these, uh, bands recently, a lot of different bands, on his quest to find new rock and roll. Like, he wants this is the young generation today, like, producing rock and roll? And his conclusion is yes, and he's interviewed a lot of these bands and, um, it's one of the biggest playlists on Spotify right now are, uh, bands that capture the spirits of the 80s and 90s, but they're new bands, and it's it's just really cool, because Gordon's interviewed a lot of these guys that are on this channel. And uh, I just love, uh, you know, two degrees of separation. I, I work with the guy who, who, who interviewed these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Any who's, what are we doing? What are we talking about?
0: Uh, we're going to talk about the devil's deal. Oh, I,
1: got, I, got I got a little more self-indulgence I got to do, Tim. I was telling Come my here. daughter about this, and because this has really been on my mind lately. Uh, so, before I was married, I, I lived in a downtown setting, and I could walk to my job. It was literally a block away. And it was busy, it was in the city, and every day I'd walk out my door. Every day I, got, I had you know, to be there at a certain time, I, this would happen. A guy on his bicycle ran into me every day. Like, this happened for like three months. Now, I think this was on purpose, obviously, but it never really got a chance to confront them. But, I mean, every day, this bicycle ran into me. You know what that is, Tim? I, don't want to go to I do not. That's a vicious cycle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of clapping. That was a vicious cycle, Tim. Yes, it was. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm a dad. I tell dad jokes. What are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, yeah, Alright,
1: so what happened on Bad Batch? Why is uh, so the very title goes to something we've talked about in the past. What is Star Wars religion? Now they don't actually say the title in the show. So maybe it's a bit meta. But it's yeah, the, title, the, title,
0: the nemesis. The title is a is a meta title. Um and it's a I, I mean, essentially they're talking about selling out. Right? Yeah, like that's the devil's that's really deal. going on here um, you ever
1: dance with the devil in the cold moonlight pale moonlight pale moonlight well, I guess I'm no joker <laughs> uh, that's a deep dive for 80's movie 1989 nice. so yep. alright you've done all the leg work on this looking at your notes I have not uh, it was directed by Stuart Lee
0: is that yes. significant? I don't nope. remember uh, Stuart Lee has done, I think, half of them um, so far.
1: So tell me about this Tamara Beecher Wilkinson.
0: Tamara Beecher Wilkinson, she um, also so she did a- Rampage, which was the one with Moochie, uh, Mochi, the Rancor. Um, oh, okay. The yeah, Rancor well, Baby?
1: Yeah. Okay. This so, is a,
0: a, a decent episode. Same writer of that, yep.
1: Uh, and the story editor is a guy we've talked about a lot, Matt, uh,
0: Matt Mitch, Mitch. Yeah, and I think that's I, I think that's a lock in for the entire season. Yeah, um, you know, and it's obviously the same as the, the score, you know, yeah, being written Kevin, by Kevin Kev Kiner. Kiner. Um, There's some interesting music in this one. Um, mm. He yes. definitely he Especially definitely seemed beats. like he was uh, sampling a bit more than usual from. Uh, Mandalorian from John Williams in general. Well, not Mandalorian, but from John Williams. I didn't hear Ooh. Mandalorian, which might have been too. There was but one on it a... where
1: it started doing the... like, But it was drums, and I was like, "Is are they really going to use the Mandalorian music in this? But yeah, so that's that's neat that that also stood out to you too.
0: Yeah. Cool. Which is good. And I think, what I think he can now. Whether he... Gets that Emmy or not for the music at the in season seven of Clone Wars, um, yeah, online you know, because he writes this. He writes. I mean, he writes original music for this, and all these. There's a lot of this music. If you like listening to to Star Wars style music, um, you can go on Spotify and you can listen to all of the soundtracks, including the different seasons of Clone Wars. Um, nice. And there's just tons and tons and tons of tracks to be able to just sit and listen to Star Wars type stuff I sat for a few days and just listened to as much as I could and then I separated them into different playlists based on uh, you know, style of music if I just wanted Star Wars I'll just let it play anything because I don't care if it's slow or fast or aggressive or not Um, you know I've got a Star Wars workout playlist now which is all the more aggressive stuff and then I've got a Star Wars relaxing playlist and just like I made some different stuff
1: Right. So anyway my favorite uh, score composer is actually probably max richter but that's neither here nor there he did the leftover soundtrack yes i'm obsessed with leftovers it's okay there are worse things to be obsessed with oh my other soundtrack guy is uh raymond dijwadi, dijwadi? he did the game of thrones and westworld and stuff anywho I got a question for you, and it's a bit of a uh, maybe controversial question for our little podcast, Tim. Are you experiencing any sort of Star Wars fatigue? Let's put Um, it this way. Um, I understand what you're saying. When Loki comes out, I'm like, Wednesday morning I wake up and go, oh, Loki's out. I forgot Bad Batch came out on Friday and then today I was like oh I need to watch that and I'm like what's wrong with me I was talking because my daughter's actually got the same way um, and you know she's kind of my sounding board on uh, you know how well we're doing or how you know maybe not so well and she it's I can't put my finger on it because I, I love the episodes I love the writing I love the animation I love the,
0: the stories but so there are two reason, pieces to this yeah and, and some of it is a little bit of fatigue. I felt a little bit of fatigue last week when I was reading the comic books um, on Friday after watching the episode. And I was also in the process of listening to the new book. Um, and so I had all these things happening. Um, and I felt it a little bit, but not, not so much. So the two things that I really honestly think are happening because um, i've I've gone through this a couple times too is you and I are both doing the same thing um, when the kids were in their school year they're waking up early before school to watch the episode yeah you know we are we were waiting for it we' were setting an alarm special to get up and watch it yeah. and do this but now the kids aren't waking up early to go to school True. right like so yeah, my,
1: my daughter actually was staying with uh, with her nana and that's Maybe one of the reasons we didn't watch it,
0: and that's what I'm saying. So there's not that, there's not that rush to watch it with the kids, and then you're not rushing to watch it because you want to watch it with her first. True. So you wait until later on, and I, th- I think that's some of the the loss of expectation for maybe for the bad. But, Batch. I mean, there was a
1: time where if she wasn't available, I would have watched it and then just pretended like I hadn't.
0: Well, and there's also a big difference
1: between. You <laughs> would never do that, would you, Tim?
0: And I, no, of course not. <laughs> There's also the, one of the other big differences between Bad Batch and, say, Mandalorian, and I enjoy Bad Batch a lot. Yeah. Um, if I went to work and someone spoiled a Mandalorian episode for me, yeah. it would really, really bum me out. True. If I went to work and someone spoiled one of these episodes or said something about it, you know, like even a little thing, it's yeah. not quite as big a deal. Uh,
1: that, that also... Yeah, that's that's a good point because maybe part of what i'm experiencing is uh so i don't know what the numbers are for bad batch versus mandalorian but we know mandalorian is a juggernaut show it is you know it was the most streamed show i don't know if it still holds that record probably does um you know there's a joke out there about mandalorian you know pulling disney plus uh you know basically through everything um and it did put disney plus the streaming service on the map um Whereas Bad Batch, you're not likely to go online and have anyone spoil it. Mandalorian, you are. Uh, if I go, if I log onto a Facebook the day after a Mandalorian episode, everybody's like, did you see Luke? And it's like, oh. Whereas right. I don't see that with Bad Batch. So maybe that's part of it. The, the, the culture is just not there. It doesn't have, the, the, viewership, the, well, have happened, the viewership, which is cartoons never It's not just the viewership. It's a
0: different style of show. Um, you're continuing the story, but it's not like... It's it's.
1: Well, we genuinely don't know what happens to the characters in the Mandalorian. We kind of do know what happens to a lot of the characters in Bad Batch.
0: Right. Well, kind of. Not the kinda, main yeah. characters. That's true. Um. So that's. Omega. You know, I'm I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, I still watch it Friday morning, but it's the same idea. I wake up still between four and five every. Uh, every day. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I just go, I'm working and doing <gasps> stuff all day long. What if Omega so,
1: changes her name to Holdo? That'd be
0: weird. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I called it here first, everyone. That was my prediction. Jim's prediction made on July 10th. That Omega is Admiral Holdo. She successfully completely loses
0: her accent, too. Yeah, she does. Um, <laughs> Eventually... But that's, right, so yeah that's all so I think there's I think there's some of that um, and I think that you have been planning a trip while trying to record our certain point of view in Force Comics and Jim's Corner clear. on the Riff and I think that what you're experiencing isn't Star Wars fatigue I think it's just fatigue <laughs> well, <laughs> so good. good on you for noticing <laughs> there's
1: there's definitely some truth to that you're right yeah
0: <clears throat> so that's where I really think we're at. I don't think it's a i don't I don't think it's it's otherwise um I am looking at the countdown and I'm like, you know, we are gonna become more selective about what stuff we cover um <clears throat> because there is a point in the fall this year where we may not be able to cover it all or if there's like yeah it's a lot of stuff you know maybe maybe we let three episodes of visions play and then we cover three different episodes all in one of our episodes so the other two weeks we can do other stuff because there's just a bunch of stuff going on um i don't know so anyway that's that's where we're at
1: well shall we uh deep dive into this uh
0: Absolutely, we can we can dive into this episode
1: Starts off with them panning down to this really cool kind of city Built into a Devil's Tower looking kind of mountain structure thing Did you know right yeah. away what planet this was? I did Yeah Yeah, so this is Ryloth, the home of the Twi'leks And, uh, and just like episode, the, the last episode We see the Empire is getting the local senator, the senator from that planet To kind of talk about why it's such a good thing the Empire is there um, but the Ryloth was one of these, they're kind of like Mandalore, in that if you know the history, uh, which you get a lot of it in the Clone Wars, um, the Ryloth was always kind of wanting to be independent from everybody. Ultimately, they were so beat down that they accepted help from the clones uh, during the, the you know, Republic War, and of course, that means once the Republic falls, they're kind of beholden a little bit to the Empire, and thus, we're going to create our tension right off the bat. Well, that's where we are.
0: Yeah. And uh so we we start off with a couple of characters. Um something you might recognize right away. If you have your uh <clears throat> if you have your uh subtitles on, then you know right away that the first guy talking is Crosshair. Yep. Um so Crosshair's here on this planet.
1: He's on crowd control as they're about to address them.
0: Yeah, which is interesting. Um, but then we go up to the to the officer looking over. Um, what's what's his name again? I can't. Rampart. Did Rampart. You? Thank you. Yeah. Um, and this is actually the only issue that I have. Um, what kind of issue?
1: The he, maple kind, He yeah.
0: seems to have too many jobs. Ooh. Yeah. It um, did
1: seem odd that he was supposed to be working on the creation of stormtroopers, and here he is
0: on Raya. He's he's supposed to be working on the creation of stormtroopers. And on the identification of all citizens in the galaxy.
1: <laughs> Got a lot, of, a lot of irons in the old fire there, Stan. Yeah, um. <laughs> so, you know, and
0: I know he's supposed to be, you know, the season one, like, you know, big bad or whatever, but so, you know, you need your bad guy to show up at different places, but, like, he just didn't seem to fit here. It wasn't like... Um, I, I wish there had been another officer here worried about this oil refinery thing and then he was here having a conversation about you know well once the refinery's up and going we need to get the registration started or it's like something like that like for him to be here for the same reason that he was other places um you know and i know that that's nitpicking and it's a show and your bad guys are going to show up in your show but
1: no um, i'm with you on that it does kind of bring you out of it one of the big criticisms of star wars is sometimes you know for a galaxy it sure is small Everyone right. knows each other, and everybody runs across each other, and that doesn't even happen in cities, you know, like, you know, in a city, let alone right. in a galaxy. But, yeah, ramp or cheer, because like I said, he's a man who wears many hats. He's got a lot of hats. Yep. And he's telling uh, Senator Tao, now we've seen Senator Tao in the movies. He is, Ta. he looks like a rabbit. How do you pronounce it? Ta. Ta. he's just T-A-A. Uh, so, Senator Ta is the extremely overweight, shall we say, Twi'lek. Um and he does look more like a rabbit than a Twi'lek to me. And you don't and have to just say blue.
0: extremely, you can just say only, right, because I don't think I've ever seen another Twi'lek that looks like him. That's a, yeah, that's true. The Twi'leks,
1: the Twi'leks are kind of like, uh, maybe the Klingons? Models? They're, well they are, even in the novels they're always described as being very beautiful and of course one of the first Twi'leks we ever saw was the dancer in Jabba's palace who ends up getting killed and of course she's very beautiful um, yeah the Twi'leks as, as a race are very beautiful, males and females but not Ta he's, uh, he's really overweight he, he's, he's not a good looking guy um, and again, he stands out in the prequels, um, because he is, you know, this odd looking fella. Um, but Which he used to. There... I guess that
0: could, that could fall into, uh, gluttony.
1: Yeah. Well, it does suggest that, you know, while. Because Rylan Suffered during the war, It suffered badly. But this guy's not missing a meal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You feel me on this? You smell what I'm stepping into? That smells like, uh, ta. Um,. So basically, we got two kind of leaders of, uh, of Ryloth in this meeting with Rampart about to address the crowd. One is this Senator Ta, but the other is a General Cham... What's his last name? Syndulla. Oh my gosh! It's Cham Syndulla. So of course, Star Wars geekdom like me, freaking out. When they we'll waited... ...the name
0: Syndulla. They talked to the other Syndulla first. Yeah, like, they had they had it did a little, like, bait-and-switch and thing. Like, I don't know if they wanted you to think it was Hera at first. I mean, my daughter and I literally <laughs> paused it to
1: do the math on the timeline. Could that be Hera? Is, is it just the artwork that doesn't quite look like her, but it is different artwork than Rebels? And then we figured the timeline, and we're like, that's that's gotta be her mom, right? Yep. <laughs> so we literally paused the episode but of course they very quickly confirmed that this is Harris and Doola's parents yeah. Cham was the general who led all the, the forces of Ryloth during the Clone Wars and man there, there was some crazy battling uh, for Ryloth um, yeah it's in one of the video games actually
0: oh no, man uh, you know what I wanted to Ryloth. say at the beginning of this episode <laughs> what did you want to say I wanted to call this a Clone Wars episode not a Bad Batch episode um, anyway it kind of is <laughs> um,
1: But yeah, so Ryloth, but the empires, you know, the separatists are gone. But like I said That's earlier true. in this podcast, the Ryloth people, the Twilights, they kind of made a, a deal with the devil, if you will, Tim. Huh? Yeah. So I did Well,
0: that. and I mean, I think a lot of it is uh, Senator Ormfree or Todd did.
1: Yes. Well, so to, to kind of explain what, you know, Significance here is, while Ta is their senator, and the people seem to be okay with Ta, not, not necessarily in love with him, it's Sindula, Cham Syndulla, they love. He was the leader of the military forces on Ryloth during the Clone Wars, and the Empire really wants his influence. Now, going into this, if you watch Rebels, you already know that his daughter is going to turn out to be one of the most, you know, kind of renowned and significant Rebels against the Empire. Um, but yeah, like Tim said, there is a moment there where his wife, because they just address her as uh, Sandula, uh, you're like, is that Hera? But it's not. That's I don't even know his uh, the, the, Hera's mom's first name. But anyway, yeah. So we see. I'm two. also
0: interested in the fact that they don't, um, they don't immediately resort to fear to overpower a planet if they don't have to. True. Um, for one thing, for a second thing, this is honey. this is another one of those, um, uh, you know, for an entire galaxy, Star Wars is is too small, and for an entire planet, Star Wars is too small as well. Yeah, you know, like Cham standing up there talking to this group of people, there were uh, you know a few thousand people out there in the crowd. That's not yeah. the planet. True,
1: so, so I guess this is probably also being broadcast across the planet. Something, um,
0: whatever it is,
1: yeah. And as, so what's going on is Ta is giving a speech about how we need to basically disarm Ryloth because the war is over and the Republic, is, or the Empire is taking over security. And the people start saying, we want to talk to Syndulla. The people in the crowd are yelling. Now, we didn't mention um Well, Tim said Crosshair's there, but we didn't mention what he was doing. He was there specifically watching one of the Twilights in the crowd. Um, Who we're going to find out a lot more about in a little while. Um, His name is Gilly. I can't remember his first name. Gobi. Gobi? Yep. Gobi Gilly. Um, So that's who Crosshair is tasked with watching, because you do see some people. But uh, anyway, Syndulla, Cham Sindula, that is General Cham Sindula, Hera's dad, Gets up there, and he says, hey, no, they're right. The war's over, guys. And he basically is, is preaching the party line. Um, he's like, you know, we've been fighting so long, we haven't really remembered what peace is. This is peace. This is what we're fighting for. And he points out correctly that when they were in their worst moments, the clone army saved them. They fought, well, well as he put it, they fought with us, and they fought for us. And that is true. Yeah. Um, there's some and great episodes think- about that.
0: I don't one think one. that Cham uh, I, I think that Cham believes it because he Ooh. knows the, the clones um, it was another one of those pieces where the Empire could take over without you know without destruction and killing and fear yeah. because they had the trust of the clones except that we're going to find out that the Empire is probably <laughs> taking advantage of
1: off now this clone the, the clone commander that's with them they say his name at one point in the episode but I didn't recognize it no, um, I, I don't think we've seen this guy before but he yeah. does seem to be sympathetic for the, Rilo, for the Twi'leks um, on the one hand he's toeing the line for the Empire but he also seems to be like we don't really need a heavy hand on these people um, which I found interesting because it seemed like the inhibitor chip had made all of the clones jerks but this guy actually seems kind of like he kind of gets other perspectives all right. but we'll talk about him more in a minute
0: so you um, almost said um, a word for the people from Ryloth. Twilight. And then you stopped and you said and you said the yeah the, the this is one of those words that we pronounce different. <laughs> We're going to keep talking about this. What do you say? I always say Twilick. Twilick. Um, I think it is twilic, but I, I don't know why I say Twil I just always have. But I think I think it is Twilick. I, it doesn't again.
1: It might be Twilic. Again, you say tomato. It, well,
0: we've we've talked about this I in Star Wars, especially pronunciations don't matter because you hear different people in the in Star Wars say we the same gotta thing. got Han. Um, Han. Han. Um, Han, Han, Solo. But anyway, there probably is a word for the people from Ryloth. Uh, it's twi- whether it's, it's Rylothian twi- or something, because uh, uh uh, Twi'lek doesn't have to be from Ryloth. They don't have to be native. I mean, they don't have to have ever lived there. It's the they home
1: could, of that race or species or whatever we call It's home of that species. So yeah.
0: I wonder if there's actually a word for, you know, they're Rylothian Twi'leks versus, you know, Coruscanty yeah. Coruscant Twi'leks. Yeah. Because people can be Coruscanty. doesn't change that they're Twi'leks. They're still Twi'lek's. It's. So, anyway, just a, you know, little... Well, what's going on? Lesson in languages. The people
1: end up dispersing after basically Cham does what Ta cannot. He gets up there and he's like, look, guys, it's time for peace. And, yeah, the Empire wants us to turn over our weapons. And I'm fine with that because there's no one left to fight. Because he he seems like he's like, okay, maybe the Empire's good guys. His wife seems a little less certain. But uh, before we... Go on. There's something going on. As the crowd starts to disperse, the camera pans and we see a young Twi- Twi'lek, Twilight. Yeah. And she's got a little uh, little astromech droid with her. Well, huh? yeah. Oh, Chopper. His name's Chopper, and it's Hera Syndulla, their daughter, who is of course one of the main C- characters. C110P. What's the show she's in? Rebels. Rebels is awesome. Rebels is awesome. Um, Yeah, so we see one of the main protagonists from Rebels, and we're getting kind of an origin story from her. So it was funny. This whole conversation you and I just had a little while ago about Star Wars fatigue, is it real, is it not? My daughter and I had had before we watched this episode um, and then we're watching the episode and we're instantly drawn in um, Hera is one of my daughter's favorite characters I also very much like Hera so at that moment where we saw Hera and Chopper you know, spying on this uh, Imperial refinery is what they're doing that's located on Ryloth um, my daughter's like this is not the episode I, I expected and in no. a positive way and I was like yeah I'm, I'm really liking this so she ends up getting caught by some clone troops and they bring her back to her parents' house. Now we've seen this house before. Do you remember that? No. Ah, uh, what are you talking about? It's in the show Rebels. Have you seen Rebels? I've seen
0: Rebels. Rebels is awesome.
1: This is the house where, um, oh where yeah, Thrawn. with Thrawn, yeah. yeah,
0: and her uh, her family uh, totem, for yep. lack of a better word. I don't know the the word they used, but
1: yeah Thrawn uses this house as his headquarters when he's on Ryloth and Hera yep. comes in there and basically sees Thrawn rifling through her family's um, you know, possessions and heritage I also like that there's a uh, busted up Y-wing in their, in their yard, in their front yard I don't know, I just yeah, know yeah. I'm gonna fix that one of these days that's right <laughs> that's called yard art man I, that, that thing's worth money I'll fix it one of these days I'm one of these people more vehicles that I need. Anyway, I'm going to fix them one of these days, Tim. So the clones are in a very awkward position because, again, there seems to be kind of a sympathetic view with this clone commander and um, and Cham. As a matter of fact, he apologizes to Cham. He's like, sorry, but uh, we found your daughter in a restricted zone. And she Harrow's excuse is, well, we're, we're just exploring... Um, and the clone commander's like, look, man, this kind of puts me in a difficult situation. We've got tensions on the rise. I don't want to be the guy who arrests your daughter. And this is where we hear his name. His name is Hauser. And like you said, I don't think we've ever seen Hauser before. He seems like a pretty cool guy, though. Yeah. So Hauser basically says, Look, you know, I'm technically supposed to arrest her, but you know, just, just make sure she doesn't wander into places she's not supposed to, and champs says, I will. And Hauser walks away. Now, this is different what we've, than what we've seen about the inhibitor chip. We talked about this in the first few episodes of Bad Batch. Like, the clones seem like jerks now in the other episodes. Like, they enjoy kind of roughing up civilians, which is something we never saw in the Clone Wars. Um, but this is more like the old school clone troopers, I guess because there's no hint of Jedi around, they're a little more
0: nice. I don't even think it's that. Is he just it's, so good? I think it's their orders. They're told to to Pacified. create a feeling of peace here. Yeah. And, you know, do their job but but don't don't cause or rise any tensions if you don't have to. You know, unless giving a different unless given a different order, don't do it. I think is where they're at.
1: Uh, do you remember the song by D.R.I., Violent Pacification? No. No. That's, that's see, that's a that's one of those rare instances where our age gap shows. D.R.I., Violent Pacification. If you like punk music, look it up. All right, so they drop off uh, a, uh, uh, I don't know, she's not remorseful. They drop off uh, Send- uh, Hera, and she's like, look, I'm just doing what Uncle Gobi... I find out he's not a blood uncle, but he does. Ref- she does refer to him as Uncle Gobi. Just doing what what he's. She doesn't say that. She doesn't volunteer this information. We find out later.
0: One more piece before we get there. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. One more piece at the beginning of this. Yeah. Um, in the apology.
1: In the apology.
0: The clone commander. Always Hauser. refers to Sindula in what way? General. Yeah, general. I mean, he does. He does say Cham. You know, he says Cham to him, but he still addresses him by by title. Yeah. Um, you know, which shows that that little bit of yeah of respect and kind of. You no, know, as far as we know, this guy wasn't there. We don't know if he was there or not. Well, whoever he is. Okay. Anyway, um, so we're up to the yeah we're up to Gobi <laughs> and Gobi and Cham talking here. Yeah, and Cham points out. You know, pretty good point.
1: Uh, you know, or not? Cham Gobi points out. Uh, Cham is like, look, man, this is peace. This is what we wanted. And Cham and Gobi's like, then why are there areas they don't want us looking at? Why, you know, why are there restricted zones at all? This is our planet. Um, is basically the you know the 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 argument going on here. And finally, Gobi's like, look, man, the empire's up to something, or they wouldn't be hiding things from us. And Cham is... Then he walks away, and Cham's just kind of left with a, hmm, kind of thing going
0: on. Well, it even says the clones were supposed to leave when the and war Moore ended. Keep showing up. Yep. Yep. Well, and we know that the... Well,
1: <laughs> most of us know that the Empire is evil. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we know that Gobi's right, that this is not... You know, the Empire is not your buddy. Um,
0: we, we had this conversation, I think, during Force Lore. Um, a little bit the the evil empire thing in between we recorded that Wednesday and today is Saturday Um, I actually saw an argument online about this again
1: about the the good guys
0: about the empire being the good guys yeah yeah they are it always starts with the same it started with that same ridiculous thing that says it says um, I'm a Jedi Jedi's don't kill immediately blows up a Death Star with or a space station with millions of lives on board, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so first, they they plural of Jedi is Jedi, and and they they put an S on it. The Jedi's. Um, they put Jedi's. So, but just then like the, you know, like there's always the the first couple of them are always like that space station just blew up a planet with billions of lives, and they were about to blow up the moon that these people were living on. <laughs> in the
1: e-blocks yes and well that yeah
0: that one too that's But like up, that's yo. the whole like I don't know but then then I actually went into the comments because anytime this thing comes up I go into the comics and there are people like full on you know trying to say how good the Empire is and so good you know that's
1: anyway um, well,
0: so now... this is one of the biggest scenes right after the, the Gobi talk well, um, before you move on, let me,
1: let me uh, piggyback as we, every, if you're a vet and you're listening to this, you just cringed when I said that. Let me piggyback onto what Tim has said there. Um, that's, it's fascinating that that's the debate among uh, Star Wars fans, because that is also the debate among, like, well, Cham and Gobi. <laughs> the ones like, they're evil. No, they're, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. So, it's kind of well, cool that his- that...
0: He That's didn't family. say that. Who, All he said was, it's a delicate situation. It's a delicate situation.
1: All right, so now we go to a scene that you say is... A, this is an important scene?
0: Yeah, this is huge. This is this is Ornfried Ta. Yeah, and, we'll uh, Senator Ta again. And Rampart and... Uh, and who and else Crosshair. was there? Oh, Crosshair Crosshair was 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 there. Um, and, and here we've got Ta... know going off about cham yeah um and how dangerous he is and the reality is it's because his pride is hurt because the people didn't settle down for him but they settled down for cham and he wants to be you know top dog and you kind of start to you know see a little bit more of the this guy sucks well yeah (laughs) i don't
1: think he's wrong he he,
0: because what he says
1: is like you saw how they reacted they didn't listen to what i said they listened to what cham said so he's talking Rampart about this. Uh, if you want to control the people, you need to control Cham. And Crosshair is like, no, we need to control G- Gobi, Glee, and Ta says Go- Gobi works for Cham. All of them work for Cham. But we know that's not actually true. Gobi is working, is doing stuff without Cham's knowledge or consent. Right. But yeah, you're right. That Taz is definitely pretty petty about this.
0: But um, yeah, he's
1: not a good guy. Yep. He's a big blue bunny rabbit.
0: They're yep. never good his guys. His hands see are so gigantic. Like his entire, yeah. his entire um, physique fella, doesn't make any sense on this planet.
1: All around me are familiar faces. Like he he's not a, that much. He's not like a. He's not like about. a crazy
0: amount taller than everybody. But his his hands are a lot longer than everybody else's. It's.
1: Maybe gravity is different on Coruscant, so he's just mutated by spending so much time away from his home. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Then we... Is that all you got from that scene? That's all I got from that scene, yeah. So then we switched to Hera watching ships. (laughs) There's a lot of this in the show. Like, even the first scene we didn't talk about, she's staring at the birds. Because we know Hera's ultimate... And pretending to
0: fly with her hand. Yeah.
1: Which, like we all did when we were kids, holding our hands out the window of the car as it was driving. Um... But so she, yeah, she's staring at uh, the the ships flying by. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say there. One interesting thing about Twilix is the physiology. Did you notice the the men have ears, but the women don't?
0: Yeah, I was looking at that too. What's up with that? Uh, <laughs> no. uh. I don't know. They're they're sound orbs, or what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what those are.
1: They're they're kind of like horns, but but the men have like ears, like human type ears. What kind of uh-huh. well, like elf type ears or Vulcan ears? But but we see a scene where Cham is trying to explain to Hera like why you know it's so important that they turn in their weapons to the Empire because we finally got peace and this is what the people have always wanted. And even though she's really young, how old would you say Hera is here? there's a human child I'm guessing around 12 something like that and she's like well if this is what they wanted then why are they so unhappy yeah and then she starts talking about we might need to fight and I, I should learn how to fight and Gobi you know has ideas and um basically she's kind of saying that her dad should be more like Gobi and her dad is kind of dismissive of this he's just like oh you're like I was at your age um not really addressing any of her points, um, right. and just kind of dismissive, like I said, and she's just like, you know, one day you'll understand. This is the right thing to do. And we know that Hera is actually right, and Cham is the one who's kind of allowing himself to be misled here because he really does want peace. He's he's a tired guy. He's seen too much death and struggle, and he just wants peace. And then we go to the Dunium mine. Dun-dun-dun! Or did you want to say anything more about the conversation between Hera and Cham at that point? Her dad. No, that's fine. What, um, is, what, is her, what does her mom see at the dunium mine that makes her go,
0: hmm? Oh, the uh, the cannons. Yeah, this is a fortified place. It's a military facility, a facility and she said, we were told that this refinery would not... Yeah. Be a military facility,
1: and they're they're talking to Rampart, by the way. So Cham and his wife, who I can't remember her name, um, are getting a tour of the facility by Rampart himself, because they are trying Rampart's trying to woo Cham, trying to keep him, you know, on the Empire's side. Yep. Um. And R- Rampart's explanation is is weak. <laughs> well, you know, Ryloth was so uh, vulnerable during the wars. We're just adding a little extra protection but, like, who's the enemy? Huh? Huh? The Separatists are gone. Mm? Hmm? Hmm. And then Crosshair, of course, comes up to Rampard and says, sir, there's something you have to see. I do kind of dislike how menacing Crosshair's voice is. There's never a moment where he sounds not like he's trying to scare you, and that gets a little old after a while. Sir,
0: I have to go to eat dinner. Well, and I think that was part of his, <laughs> okay. like, when they were trying to get D. Bradley Baker to make their voices, they're like, his needs to be more sinister, and then once his voice was in, his voice was in.
1: Uh, it's a little over the top for me. Like, yeah. there's, like, I, dudes who are evil but act normal, like, seem normal, those are tr- truly scary dudes. Uh, Crosshair's a little bit too much on the, um, I'm so evil. Uh, with the voice, it's a minor little qualm of mine. In general, I love Crosshair's character. I definitely love the way he's drawn. Um, He's a cool-looking bad guy. But, so yeah, Crosshair basically tells Ramper there's stuff we gotta, you know, there's something we gotta address, something we gotta take care of here, and I love, I love, love, love that this is the Bad Batch series, but Crosshair is not here about the Bad Batch, there's no reference to the Bad Batch, one of the reasons why this this episode is a little confusing and a uh, kind of pleasant surprise, although I love the Bad Batch, is because we are we didn't even talk about how long this episode is. We're over uh, we're eleven minutes into this episode and we have not seen anything about the Bad Batch. This is only a twenty eight minute episode. Twenty four stands them. credit. Yeah. So, like you said at
0: the beginning, this is more
1: like an episode of
0: the Clone Wars, or maybe an episode of Rebels. I may Rebels. have misspoken. This might be a Rebel because it's post Clone Wars. Truth, preach, church. So anyway, yeah. I I've, I've been
1: watching Breaking Bad, and I did like how those guys would say church whenever the guy when they're like meaning that's true. They just go church. church. <laughs> anyway, so now we got uh, Sindula, the you know the married couple in uh, the wife. I feel so bad. That I keep saying the wife. Um, she's like, look, you know, I know you're trying to get peace, but at what cost? Which is always the question, isn't it? Always. Uh, you know, what what is it going to take for, before you're like, you know, peace isn't worth it. War is preferable to what we have here. And, um, Cham is still kind of look, man. Ryloth is, is hurting, and I'm doing this for the people of Ryloth. And, uh, yeah, his wife is clearly not on board with him anymore. She, she straight up is like, maybe Gobi's got some ideas. And that's kind of the end of that scene. And now we go back to Gobi. Here we you. Gobi's got an interesting-looking ship here, so he's doing something clandestine, clearly. And uh, Chopper and uh, Hera, our young, you know, heroine Hera, show up to talk to him, and he pretty clearly. Why do you think he's so set on her going with him? Um, or is it? Or did I misread the...
0: No. Yeah. I'm, no. I'm, she's the one
1: saying I should stay here, and he's like. Right, but I was gonna let you fly, you
0: know. And he knows that that's her weak spot. She's not gonna be able to say no to that. So I don't know, because it could be either. It could be. It could be either really good or really bad. It could be the. Um. She's my niece, and I see her fighting spirit, and we are. From Ryloth and we are independent, and we take care of ourselves, and we are warriors, and we. Yeah. Defend ourselves, and she this should be doing that too. And, right and I love my niece, and I want her to be a part of this. You know, like it could just be a genuine, like, this is our way of life, and I want her to experience it. I feel it like it could it's also him, be a what's that?
1: I feel like it's him trying to drive a wedge between Hera and her father.
0: I don't think so. Even on the bad side, I think that the only negative would be, you know, if he's worried about getting caught and using her as a scapegoat because she might not get in as much trouble. Like that's the that's the worst that I could see. Um, I don't like I know that they're they're having their differences, but they're all very new everything seems too new for him to be working against Cham. Cham. Like yeah. I, I even feel like if they got back and, and and everything didn't go down the way that it did. I feel like not too long from now, a conversation would come up with Cham that's like, hey, you know, at some point this is going to happen. We're armed, you know, and and he'd be to the at least somewhat filled in on what's going on um, to see which if he wanted to be part of it to go in with them or just to say, you know, don't go to work on Wednesday.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You
0: know, like, whatever's going on. You know what's Um, interesting?
1: If we can step back, I'm a little surprised at the inference here. A disarmed public is a helpless public. Like, I mean, if you're a big Second Amendment guy, this TV show is kind of preaching up your alley. Um because that is kind of um, Gobi's main thing. It's like he, I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, like he's saying, no, the people need to keep their guns because otherwise they're helpless. Um, and it also leads to the second argument a lot of 2A guys uh, bring up about, look, even if you do legally seize the guns, people will just bring in illegal guns. Because what is Gobi about to do? <laughs> Um, so this was interesting from a kind of a you know, political like analysis sort of. Hmm, what is what is Disney saying with this? I don't, I don't know or care. I just want to bring
0: it up that I thought that I was interesting. I thought it interesting. was interesting too because so frequently when you see, when when you've recently seen political things that kind of creep into a show, yeah, um, they, they wouldn't be programmed more. They tend to be more left-leaning yeah where this was a more right-leaning and i thought that was um really interesting and and good because there are people that are left-leaning there are people that are right-leaning goby's a person who is obviously you know as, I mean, who knows about amendment. everything else but but second amendment alone for them like that that concept that's what he wanted um yeah well, you know it's, and it's if you want to have a full galaxy of people, you need people that represent all the different sides. And he does; he represents another side. Yeah, I kind of,
1: I kind of, you know, had some respect for that because, again, it, I thought that was kind of, kind of bold for Disney to have a show that that's the underlying argument uh, that you know, the, the, not a disarmed you know, public is open to being enslaved is what they're saying. I'm like, that that's exactly what the two A people are always saying. Interesting. Yep. But, um, so, yeah, Gobi, like like we were saying, he, he kind of goads uh, Hera into coming along, because she straight up says, I can't go, I can't go, it's not good, my dad wouldn't want me to go, and Gobi's like, ah, I'm gonna let you fly, so she goes, and we don't know at this point where he's going. They're going to buy weapons illegally! What? Um, but this whole conversation's been, uh, overheard. Dun dun yeah. dun! Crosshair doing what Crosshair does, hanging was. out, hanging out in an Overwatch position, watching and listening. And in fact, he uses that amazing aim of his to uh, to fire and plant a uh, a tracking device. Tracker, on.
0: yeah, yeah. You Gobi know, ship. On the back of the ship, Now you mentioned the ship earlier, um, the and the I got to tell you, when I look at this ship, what does it look like? It looks like a blend of Slave One, yep, and the Enterprise.
1: Oh, neat! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good call. I'm looking at a picture of it right now.
0: Yeah, uh, like, yeah? that's what I get out of it. Especially dun, when, dun, when it dun, flies dun. away dun, dun, from dun. Uh, when it flies away from the moon, you kind of get that Enterprise feel from it. And I was like, wait a minute, like All a right. tiny version, like a mini Enterprise, but yeah, now it's you like brought they this up. a Slave One with Enterprise technology.
1: <laughs> it it does. And Slave one is notoriously a unique ship. You don't see very many like it, and yet this one is kind of similar. Um, i just got to take a second to say something about Star Trek. Um, So I've been watching Star Trek The Next Generation It's kind of my, uh, I need to relax and unwind and not really pay much attention to stuff. This is, and it's always feel good, you know, it always ends on a pretty positive, unless it's a two-part episode. The first part is scary, then the second part is happy, and I like that, right? um yeah, yeah. Th- that have been said they changed the music man just a little bit and i don't I, I even googled this i was so curious about it and no one really has said anything about it but unless this is a mandela effect and i'm remembering something completely different the theme music for star trek the next generation is not the same and i hate it now i, I used to find it really nice and soothing and beautiful now it is grating and horrible so go if you have netflix go watch it or watch the intro to uh or the you know the outro of uh star trek the next generation tell me if i'm right we never we, we stopped talking where people can contact with us um yeah just go to show about, at our certain view on uh, twitter oh well there you go uh, yeah tell me you've noticed this about the star trek the next generation i'm not just crazy anyway we're heading to a moon of ryloth here we are making our approach it's one six two yeah and
0: there's a there's a ship coming in which looks like it could like i don't know wreak havoc you know just like it's filled with a bunch of marauders
1: ah it does uh before we get there though hera did get to pilot the ship but her uncle said no takeoffs or landings i loved your line later about that about hell if those are the most difficult shouldn't that be what i'm practicing it's kind of a funny little turnaround but yeah they land on this moon which thank goodness it has atmosphere I guess it looks like a barren moon but they don't have spacesuits and Hera's like what supplies are we here to get and Gobi just straight up says uh weapons and she's that that's illegal we're supposed yeah. to turn them over to the empire and Gobi says not for long dun, dun 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 and then we see the marauder just like he said and Hera said I've never seen a ship like that before kind of cool so, of course, the mar- Marauder finally brings us into, what is the series called? Uh, Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. Dun, dun, dun. Hunter emerges, and there's a guy named Ricka, um, and he's carrying two big, heavy boxes, but of course he carries them with no problem. And they all get off, and we see Omega sitting in the doorway of the ship. Yeah. And Hunter said, Sid sent us uh, along with three dozen blasters and a case of thermal detonators. So this yeah. is an arms deal, which is funny because Echo had said in a couple episodes back, we're not arms smugglers. But that's exactly what they're doing. That's what they are. Yeah, they are arms smugglers. smugglers. And while the the trade is going down, Hera goes up to um, the Omega And she's, of course, Hera's interested in the ship, and Amiga's like, it's an Omicron-class attack shuttle. Um, Modified. Modified Omicron. I can't do a New Zealand (laughs) accent. Um, And, of course, that's going to catch Hera's attention.
0: So there's a kind of a feel-good moment here where... uh, And I really uh, liked... So I really liked the scene right after she does that and she wants to come aboard I like that Omega is part of the team and she is learning to soldier and her first reaction is to hunter yep you know can, is there can she see the ship board the ship um, yeah so I just I just like that it was a it's a it was a small little detail yeah um, they could have had hunter kind of look back and be like you know he, he could even look back and just kind of nodded at her as the kids were getting out of the ship but yeah. it wasn't. It was more specific than that. And I thought that was a really good detail in this episode. I liked it a lot.
1: Yeah, Mika's doing her job. She She's she's not just going to let some somebody on the ship. She asked, she asked Hunter first. And this is where we, you know, it's a little ham-fisted here with how much Hera loves to fly. Oh, my gosh, she loves to fly. You know what, Tim? Hera loves to fly. Yeah.
0: She gets and to be kind of okay at it, too. She Yeah,
1: eventually in some show called Re- Ribal, Rube, Rebels? I don't know.
0: There was anyway. a big argument online about who's the better pilot, her or um, Anakin.
1: That's a silly argument. It's Anakin.
0: <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, um, her versus. Oh, and Han was the other. One. Maybe it was her versus Han. Yeah.
1: Well. Anyway. I'm not sure what too. how much we should take away from this other than. Um, uh, Hera, you know, it's clear that Omega is learning a lot about the ship. She says Tech's having her memorize the all the specs before she can fly.
0: Hera's like, but but flying is feeling, yeah. not just I think specs. The, I think the biggest takeaway of this entire scene yeah. is that Hera has found someone that she can contact, that she has some trust with, probably leading into next episode. Interesting. I, I think that's what we're really getting here. Yeah, like I was She wondering. actually had a a relationship and a communication directly with Omega to give her a, a, a tie-down point to be like, okay, this is someone I can reach out
1: to. Let's stick a pin in that and come back to it at the end of the episode. I want to talk yeah. about that some more. Um, the other takeaway here is Hera does, Omega uh, says, well, I live on the starship, and Hera loves that, and Omega's like, well, we're being chased all the time. <laughs> And oh, I, yeah. that's, and Hera's like, well, you know. Who's the, chasing the, you? Are you yeah. in trouble? And she's like, aren't <laughs> you in trouble? Isn't that why we're here? Exactly. No <laughs> one buys three dozen rifles if they're not maybe in trouble. Um, I, I also like that. Uh, so then we go out to the actual deal going down. Hunter talking to Gobi. And um, what did Hunter say to him? Uh, Gobi said uh, it's a start and um, wants to buy more from Sid and hunter actually offers a little advice here. he's like building an arsenal attracts attention um yeah you better know what you're getting into so that's kind of neat that hunter is he's just a good guy but um yeah goby says we we're doing what we have to do it's time to go boosh 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 did you think um crosshair was going to show up at this point because i kind of did i didn't even think about it no I, I was like, well, he had the tracker on him. Surely he wants to go see what they're doing. But no, Crosshair's not here. Um, a little, a, a funny little throwaway line here about Hunter says to Amiga, you know, "Hey, did you make a friend?" Eh, she's weird. I like her. <laughs>
0: she's kind of strange. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so that was cool. Yeah, and, and I did it was like Crosshair. Tech- it almost would have been too much, you know, for him to all of a sudden be after the Bad Batch again. Um, he well I meant probably, he was, he'd be after Gobi because
1: he put a tracker on Gobi's ship but it right. would have been crazy if, he'd if he had showed up and oh my god there's the there, Bad Batch.
0: but if it's, if it's Gobi and whoever else was with Gobi plus Bad Batch you know unless he happened to bring along enough bed
1: yeah so we saw his face and it was not scarred up like I thought yeah, it, was, it would do
0: was it? yeah I'll have to go back and look yeah, the whole right side, like his right temple behind his eye, is all is all burned up and gone. Is jacked.
1: Yeah. All uh, right. So yeah, the deal's done. Gobi heads back to the planet, and this is where um, Crosshair basically, you know, I guess reveals that he's been tracking this whole thing. Um, yeah. So I don't know. The, yeah I, I mean basically the as the planet as the ship re-enters the atmosphere <laughs> crosshair takes a shot at it knocks out one of the engines and there's yeah. an ambush waiting there's a group of clones um, waiting near where the crash uh, site is um, beautiful beautiful animation in that uh, when the ship was shot and then when it hits the sand it it almost looked real like not animation at all that was really really cool. Yes. Um, and once they come to a standstill the uh, the clone ships come in now they disembark from the rear of the ship I don't remember ever seeing them do that on the old clone trooper ships so that was kind of weird <laughs> I don't know just I, I'm always curious how like the wep- the the vehicle um, you know evolution because there clearly is a vehicle evolution from the prequels to the sequels and then to the you know well, to the prequels to the original trilogy and the sequels but um Anyway, so they get captured by clones, dun dun dun, and Rampart's there, Crosshair's there, and they're, they're they've been caught smuggling weapons onto the planet. It's illegal, and Rampart finds uh, you know Hera, and uh, Taz even with them, and Taz's like they're planting they're they're plotting an uprising. Um, so Taz's excited because they've caught Cham's daughter. <laughs> Taz's an
0: idiot. He kind of is. I mean, because at what point do you go, wait, you don't need me for this? <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah,
1: he definitely should have mentioned that earlier or, or realized that earlier. Um, now, this was an interesting scene. So they're going to... They're Yeah, Rampart's like, well, you're Cindula's child. That's enough to implicate Cindula, Cham Cindula being part of this. And she's like, he isn't. And he, uh, Rampart orders them to to take these guys into custody. And Hauser, the clone commander, says, "Sir, but she's only a child." Again, kind of giving a hint that Hauser's not a bad guy. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I I kind of like Hauser. I like his haircut I do too. actually,
0: especially um, with the. Uh, well, and you know he's got that. He's he's got the. Uh, he's got the blue. Yeah, and you know, he's got a little, he's got that wide shoulder. they call he, uh, he even the kind fields. of looks like Captain Rex in the face. Yeah, um, yeah a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. They
1: could, they could be brothers. But know? I think
0: that uh, I think that has some play in it too. Like, there's a they're they're pulling at your.
1: I think you're right. There's a Rex vibe there. That it's that, intentional, uh-huh. which among clones would also be common. So that that's kind of interesting. But uh, Rampart's like, she's an insurgent. Take them away. She's a rebel and a... What did Tarkin say? Take her away. So anyway. Rebel and a traitor? So, like uh, Liar? Uh, and a spy? Traitor. Take her away. Anyway. Uh, Ramper gives the same speech. Actually, yeah. it's Tah who says she's an insurgent. Take them away. And, yeah, the clones nod, but Hauser looks at his own clone troops like, Why are y'all nodding? I I don't know maybe I'm reading too much into this because I want the clones as many of them as possible to be redeemed but I don't know so Crosshair is there as well and they're riding around
0: uh, Jyn Erso style what does that mean? at the beginning of Rogue One we first see adult Jyn Erso and she's captured riding in one of these things and K2SO goes in to get her and frees her yeah and then throws her on the ground. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right.
1: Crosshair being Crosshair points out to Rampart. Uh, he's aware of what's going on. He points out, hey, there's three uh, there's three people watching us, three Ryloth toilets watching us. Uh, do you want me to take them out? And Rampart says, just make sure you get in the position. So we definitely get the strong feeling that the Empire is really totally in control of the situation. Like, oh, yeah. they're you know, moves within moves ahead of the Ryloth people on this. Um, because they know that the Ryloth people are going to react, and they've already taken that reaction into account and planned ahead of that. So this is pretty cool strategy on the part of the Imperials, um, I guess, set up by Crosshair and, um, and Rampart. Because um, Rampart's like, we want uh, General Syndulla to know what's happened. And sure enough... That's why he tells Crosshair not to take out these spies, these soldiers, these Twilights watching them. And they do contact immediately uh, Cham and his wife and say, hey, they got your daughter. Dun, 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 dun. guilty of himself. treason. Yeah, the, but there's been no trial.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there hadn't
0: been and, a trial. Cham's response is really interesting. Yeah. He says, Ta won't allow for a trial. Yeah, he he
1: seems well. We know later that he he knows what type of guy Tao is,
0: right? Because he but does eventually just straight up. But say it wasn't it. like an imperial thing. It wasn't. It was yeah. straight through Tao, which I found to be really, a really 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 interesting. He's a jerk.
1: Did you know that Tao was a jerk? I did know that Tao was a jerk.
0: Yes. So what is what is uh, what's our guy gonna do about this? So they go through the whole thing. Basically, they they break into the armored transport. um, You know, because they're allowed to. That was too easy. Call that easy. Easy. Um, But it was, and they got him out, and uh, then of course, Cham makes the mistake of raising his blaster to oh he bad ta
1: ta which
0: gives everyone else a you know i don't know a way around a lie detector test to say yeah I, i saw him point the blaster at him before he got shot
1: you've understandably uh yeah we're gonna hit that again uh skipped over some parts but there is some cool fight scenes before that where the yeah. Ryloth guys take out the, the clones on speeder bikes. Uh, notice they're using stun blasters, though. But, yeah, like, they do Cham and his crew surround it, and Rampard's like, yeah, we got to surrender. He t- tells Hauser to put down his blaster. And then, yeah, like you said, they've got this face off. Did you notice that one of the creatures they were riding is the creature from the Mandalorian? The one No, that, I didn't see that. Yeah, the, the, so the Ryloth people, the Twilights are... The Blur. Yeah, they're they're riding a Borg in this. Which we saw in the Mandalorian. Uh, what's father gonna do? Ta, Ta's clearly a bad guy and and I I did love Rampart's reaction to this one. <laughs> it's hilarious. And we also need to bring up that they're able to liberate Tara and put her in a land speeder where she watches this whole thing go down. But I did love yeah. this that Ta's like, You're all traitors and and yeah, Cham's like you're the traitor. You've you've been taking care of yourself this whole time above the interest of Ryloth. <laughs> and he points the gun at him, and do you remember what he says what Ta says to Rampart at this point? No. I love this little interaction. He says, Do something and Rampert says, He's the one with the blaster. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that was an awesome line. <laughs> he just he's the one holding a blaster. <laughs> And then, again, we see the clone commander, Hauser. He's like, and he seems genuinely concerned. He's like, hey, Cham, slow down and think about this, man. What, what are you doing here? And his wife then also chimes in and kind of talks him down. You don't want to murder a, a senator, no matter how justified it is. And Cham eventually comes to a census. So, yay, Todd lives, right?
0: Yeah, wow. he's going to stay forever. Um, so, Ramparts. right away... Rampart line. signals to uh, wow. crosshair, but his line is so
1: ominous. There, uh, What does he say? He says, uh, "Thank you, Senator, for playing your part so well." Yeah, I think is what he said. That very imminent, um, ominous the yep. way he's he puts that. Um,
0: and, and of I course, Senator, I like, "What?" This this whole, yeah. This whole next event here is really, 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 really important. Yeah. 'Cause well what happens? What next of him? What are you talking about? Crosshair takes the shot at Senator Ta.
1: Yeah, he we don't know if he's gonna shoot, you know, cha uh, Cham or who he's gonna shoot, but he shoots Ta right yeah. after Rampert says, Thank you for playing your part so well. Yeah, and uh we got a setup here, like Tim said, now everyone there can testify honestly, yeah, Cham had a blaster in his head and
0: was gonna kill him. Yep. Now, no. the only thing I don't know is if he got hit in the, in the Leku or... No, are there
1: Leku? Or is that just... I think they're called Leku whether they're Tegruda or
0: uh, okay. Twilight. So I couldn't tell if he got hit just in the Leku or if he actually got hit in the head yeah. and is gone. Because they said that
1: attempted. they were arresting
0: Cham for attempted murder. Uh, that confused me too. It seems pretty clear he's dead. He's
1: shot in the head and laying on the ground, no armor, and you know burn
0: hole in the side of his head, and that's what yeah. it looks like. So it was it was hard to tell. Um, so he might come back. We don't know. Um, but this was really important because, of course, at any point, Crosshair could have taken a different shot. Yeah. And what they need is to to send him down with a bad name. They don't want a martyr. Um, yeah. because if Cham had risen up against the Empire then everyone's going to rise up against the Empire but if Cham was caught attacking one of their own attacking their Senator then now the Senator who is clearly friend of the Empire has more speaking power um, or those who are defending him or saving him on the other side of that if they actually did kill him off and this is this is kind of what I thought at first to no. me it seemed like they, they killed him um, i I...
1: I will be disappointed if he's not dead. Because, right. uh, you know, I, I one of the problems I had with the Cad Bane scene is he shoots Hunter center mass in the chest. Now, he's killed all the other clone troopers, but Hunter survives fairly easily. I'm like, okay, right. this is getting a little bit... I mean, they're taking the term plot armor a little too literally. Um... Yeah, so if he's not dead after taking a blaster shot to
0: the head with yeah. no armor... So now here's the heck? question. I, I mean, and, and like I said, the, the one thing that I said was, you know, they needed a high-profile attack, which yeah, would be an attack did. on the senator to, to arrest him um, and to help turn everybody against him. Yeah, You know, but Ta would become dangerous, I think. I think they recognize his personality because if Cham's gone... The people might turn to ta yeah
1: he's an opportunist
0: and, you know i could see him then turning on the empire for his own power heck yeah um, yeah he's just nuts so anyway well and as soon as you know Ta
1: gets shot rampart's plan truly unfolds and that's where just a bunch of clone troops find you know they swarm in swarm 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 like like uh you know like security guards at a Barnes and Noble on Seinfeld um they're just all over the place and um yeah and so now Cham is outnumbered and outgunned but Hera gets away cause she's already in the speeder her and Chopper take off and Rampart's last order is to Hauser to she can't have gotten far you know take care of the girl now we've already seen Hauser say sir she's just a little girl so that's where the episode ends. Is a scene of uh, the Hera looking sad. She's in her speeder, you know, taken off. Her parents are in custody of the Empire, and now they're going to be accused of murdering Senator Top. And that's where the episode ends. Speculation.
0: Um, I'm thinking we're going to get a part two right away. Yeah, there's going to have to be some. Um... Is
1: Hauser going to get his chip removed?
0: Is he going to get his chip removed? No, I think that... Well, and, uh, well, no, I guess Gobi's captured too, right? Yeah, they got Gobi. So my guess is...
1: As good as anyone's. Well, see, I don't know. They, they've got a...
0: I don't think Cham goes out this way.
1: Um, I can't even remember. They might have even said it in uh, Clone Wars because Hera does talk about losing her father well and, and in New Dawn oh yeah yeah um, I never finished New Dawn I need
0: to go back yeah Um. Um. so anyway I, I don't know what's going to happen next but I feel like we need to have another part to this episode um, yes, and I'd be de- interested definitely. if there were actually two more parts to this episode if they went Clone Wars and had a full arc um, I just I kind of think that Hauser's gonna be redeemed.
1: The, I mean, there's so many hints to this guy being a good guy. Um, especially he quite literally is like, "Sir, she's she's a a little girl." Uh, yeah, you know, he's not comfortable with this, and I don't know. I would like that if the bad badge somehow. Good soldiers
0: follow orders. So good soldiers follow orders.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Um, It would be hard to have the Bad Batch come back to Ryloth because, I mean, unless they get another order for guns from a guy who's now in prison. Of course, maybe that's the trap. Maybe Crosshair is going to be like, hey, we need to find out who their supplier is, so let's set up another meet, you know, pretend it's Gobi, and that's how he runs into the Bad Batch again. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should be writing so Mr. Filoni when you listen to this you know (laughs) yeah he's always listening
0: yeah he is yeah that's good stuff I'm excited
1: heck yeah so that's our episode Um, did we want to talk Loki before we sign off no let's just save it for Wednesday we'll do the whole recap sounds good All right, well then, as far as I know, is that it? I think so. All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, you know, of course, leave us a five-star rating or click subscribe wherever you listen. Um, In the meantime, um, this has been Our Certain certain Point of View. view. Uh, Thanks, everybody. This is the way. This this, is the side we have spoken. Remember. The force will be with you. Always. Always. And also with you. And also with you. All right, good night. Audio 1.